Good morning, everybody. What a beautiful day this is on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. It's a glorious day. It is currently about four in the morning. Yeah, a.m. You're all probably asleep. And that's okay. You know, it's all right. It's all right. Enjoy it. Enjoy your sleep. Oop. Sorry, I bumped the table. Ah, fuck! Oh, my shit. Sorry about that. Forgot I put the music to start after 30 seconds. My bad. Ugh. It's, I'm a little jumpy. It's still early. I'm out here in the crab shed, and, you know, there's rats. Nah, I don't know about that, but there's definitely some big-ass mice, and that could be just as terrifying. I could really use a change of scenery. Yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Yeah. Close the match because they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. It could all be worse. I could be a hater like you. It could all make the man, but that poison's gonna chew you. Now say it with your chest I'm now. young, I'm free Can't nobody take me here and now It's my time to run it out It's my time, it's my time It's my time to run it out I'm young, I'm free Can't nobody take It's 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm out here grinding. I want you guys to have something to listen to when you wake up. It's today's Wednesday. I post on Wednesdays. I do what I say I'm going to do. Anyway, so here we go. Happy to be here. It's a good day. I'm, I'm a little tired. I will say that. I'm a little bit tired, and that's okay. I'm going to grab a sip of tea. <clears throat> Ooh, that's nice. I'm not a real tea, I'm not a real big tea drinker. I just started drinking tea for the podcast, not only because I think it makes me appear fancy and interesting, but because I, it warms me. I can feel it in my belly all the way down. It get, coats my throat. That's what it is. That bullshit. Mm. So I've been having a problem with hearing my, my tongue in my mouth. This microphone is not crazy good. It's a blue Yeti, but it's good enough to pick up a lot of noises, and I do not like that, and I'm sure you don't like that. I'm sorry I just did it real up close and into the mic like that. That was fucked up, and for that, I apologize. Anyway, I'm realizing as I'm saying this that it's the tea. It's probably the tea because I wasn't having an issue, and then I took a sip of tea, and then all of a sudden I was. That It seems like a no-brainer. I was thinking, okay, because I don't put any honey in it. There's no sugar in it. It's just straight-up delicious ginger peach tea. But 
don't know, maybe I need to just start drinking hot water. Or I don't know. If you know, please shout me out. Tweet me or do something online that helps me know that you know. I, I don't know what the fuck to say. I, calls to action are not my not my forte. I really need some help with that, actually. My social media stuff is really lacking. It's hard. I, I it's Not only do I have to find the time, but I have to find the motivation. You have to create, like, a tone. That's the thing I struggle with a lot on social media is knowing how to create a tone that, that I want that actually represents how I feel. It's really easy to just put the most... Ha- I don't know, happy or funny or whatever your shtick online is. It's it's easy to just kind of n- stay on theme, but it's not accurate. And it, it misrepresents who you are. And it feels like lying to me because when I see people in real life and I, you know, I'm complaining, oh, I can't sleep. Oh, my life is full of responsibilities that I put on myself. And now I'm complaining. Uh, um, it's a lot. I don't know. I, fuck. What was I going to say? I don't know. I lost it. My brain is turning into mush. That's actually what I wanted to talk about today. So, I, I, I consider myself a pretty healthy guy overall. But there's... My glasses making noise? I'm having all kinds of uncomfortable issues today with my equipment. Ugh. I feel like the princess in the pea. You know? Do you know what I mean? I've used that analogy my whole life. And people most of the time don't. They're like, what? You feel like a princess? But, you know, the metaphor is that if you haven't heard the tale, there's this princess. She, I think she lives in a castle. I don't remember if she's a prisoner there or not. It's kind of irrelevant to the story, but maybe not irrelevant completely um but yeah this princess lives in a castle can't fucking sleep because their mattresses are made out of straw you know they they're just it's basically a burlap sack full of straw so she's tossing she's turning she's dropping bowling balls wine glasses just spilling all over the place and so she's like i think she probably asked the king most likely nah king's probably busy beheading foes and fucking bitches it was probably like a squire. What's a squire? I don't even know what a squire is, but I hope it's someone who helps get some shit, like a gopher. It sounds like a gopher or an intern, but like... Yeah, it's not a scribe. That's a guy who writes. That kind of stuff was fun to learn about. I remember learning about it a lot in like 5th, 6th grade, that era, the medieval times. I always thought it was medieval. Nah, turns out medieval. I don't know what that even means. Medi, medium, in the middle. Medieval. I don't know. It seems kind of redundant. What's the evil part? Evolution. Mid midway through a growth period. Is that what medieval means? I don't know. If you know, shout me out on WhatsApp. Um, tag me on face swap hit me up on vine I uh, I'm gonna get this this social media thing is gonna happen you guys you get you'll get it get my tweets you know go out there get those tweets 
Um, tweet, tweet. Anyway, medieval times, health. Well, I'm, I'm going back to something. Oh, yeah, brain fog. So I've got a little brain fog. And it's not nearly as fun as it sounds. So what it is is, you know that feeling you get when you want to have a thought. You want to have a thinking time. And you, you, you go and maybe find yourself a quiet place. Maybe you don't. Maybe you like a noisy place. I don't know. I like a quiet one. And uh, you, you just start thinking. And then before you know it, you just realize you're not actually thinking. You were just looking at something. It's like, oh, wait, what was I doing in here? Brain fog, if you don't know it, is not that much fun. It's very uncomfortable. Brain fog is that weird feeling where you kind of just waiting. It's like the little, you know, spinny dial on your Mac computer or the little hourglass on your Windows PC. It's the thinking time. Like your brain, you're waiting for your brain to have, make a thought for you to experience. And you kind of just sit there and look and wait for the stimulus to create the response. And sometimes it takes a really long time, and that's the brain fog. That's where, like, there's a cloud in there that's just keeping you from perceiving that thought, whatever it might be. And I have it quite a bit, and there's a lot of things that contribute to it, but I think a lot of it is sleep deprivation. I do not sleep very well, and it's probably not good for my health. I know it's not good for my health because I feel like shit. And I, my brain isn't as sharp as it should be. My body's not as sharp as it should be. In fact, it's got a lot of round edges. Um, I'm ready for that to change. Part of a, what I was going to do with this podcast is use it as a, an accountability structure. Help me hold myself accountable. Because life is so busy and there are just so many things pulling at you for your attention. I have a really hard time prioritizing my health. I like to prioritize productivity and things that are going to be like an investment of my time. Or re- like things that are going to lead to a more positive future. But And I know working out is one of those things. But for some reason it's just so fucking hard to keep a routine. I don't know why it just... Poof, disappears. I'll have I'll have a routine that I've been in for six months of working out daily. And one day I decide not to do it. I don't even decide. One day I don't work out for whatever reason, you know. Life gets busy. There's a soccer game. There's, you know, you have family pictures. Um, your truck needs its oil changed. Um, there's a dead deer in the road. You can't get by. There are you know, there's a tree that fell on your neighbor's house. You got to help, you know, pull them out of there. Who knows? But things take your attention and and it should. That's what life, that's why life is a rich activity. It's full of variety and novelty. But if you don't insert some habituation of good habits, you kind of just live in a willy-nilly way, you're, you're most likely going to slide often. Because you're living in a body that has needs. You're living in a big, jiggly body that has some needs. And some of those needs are real. Like the need for physical touch from another person. Or the need for 
physical touch inside another person, uh, let's be honest. Those are real needs. The the need for food, the need for, you know, a place to clean yourself, a place to sleep. You, there are certain things you got to do to maintain this meat suit, which is what I think we live in. I, I do not think this body is me. This body is mine because God gave it to me and it's the only one I get for this, you know, this go-around. These hundred years, if everything goes perfect, I think, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a Rogan quote. I'm not positive about that, but he says stuff like that, so I'm going to credit him. It's, he was the inspiration for that quote, even if he didn't say it. I think he did, though. You get a hundred years if everything goes perfect. That's what he said. Um, and I like that because that not only does that kind of present the best case scenario and assume that you have what it takes to achieve that, it, it doesn't assume that you're going to die at 50. It assumes you're going to, if everything goes perfect, you're going to live to be 100. Uh, and I like that. I like to kind of put that target in front of me, even if it's so far away and I feel like my actual influence towards getting to it is so small it it's really not because it's going to come up like that everything just happens it, it, things never stop everything's just rolling into the next thing and before you know it you're 100 i i just know it's going to be fast because the first 30 years 32 years i've just gone by whew, like that whew, even faster like whew. yeah like that one like a like a Bruce Lee punch, the, especially the last ten. So it, I have I have a theory that because of how our brains perceive time, because of how we perceive experience, which essentially means making sense of the moment you're currently in. So your brain takes the stimuli from your eyes, your ears, all your senses, and smashes it together, and then compares it to your memories, and then that creates the perceived experience. Also the perceived self, which we can get into later. But the the experience of that moment is compared to all your past memories. <clears throat> That's kind of a blind spot because you don't want to just do the same shit over and over and over and over again. But your body does. Your brain does because we're looking for the path of least resistance. We're trying to conserve energy. We're walking energy consumers so, which runs on, which we run on batteries, which is essentially what food is, energy stored in a little easy to use, convenient package that we just throw in our belly and burn. We need to conserve energy because that process is, you know, it depends on new resources. We were, we've evolved to conserve energy. So, part of that is being lazy, part of that is using technology or using just different techniques to try to achieve the same goals with less effort. Burn fewer calories to you know, achieve the same goals. Get, pick the banana out of the tree without climbing. Maybe shake the tree, if that makes sense, if we're monkeys or chimps. Yeah, I love monkeys, man. Chimps too. Ape, really, the, all of the great apes are pretty amazing, including humans. They're actually my favorite. So, brain is mush because I haven't been sleeping much. I need to prioritize sleep 
And to do that, I need to prioritize how I spend my energy because that affects how tired I am and that affects how well I sleep. And in order to prioritize that, I have to prioritize how I interact with my family because they have requirements of my time and they need me for certain hours of the day. And I can't give them all of my time because I'm trying to you know, still have a life where I build something. I'm trying to build a podcast. I still have a full-time job. I, and I just I need to sleep sometime. I need to sleep at some point. I, it's been too long since I've had consistent nightly sleep. I, I get maybe, I mean, I don't have to say maybe. I can pull out my phone and look because I have a sleep tracker. Let's see. Ooh. Bitcoin's down a little bit this morning. 30845 a coin. That's okay with me. I don't want Bitcoin to go much over thirty-five because I think that it's a bubble territory. Anyway, let's go to the Whoop app. Whoop is a really cool device that I wear. It just looks like a little cloth strap with a little chip in it. And it tracks everything. It tracks my sleep. I don't know how it works, but it, it get however it does it, it gives me a ton of data. And it checks me like every five seconds. So it's really, really data rich. I think it's actually every second. So I, I don't know why I said five seconds. but So let's take a look. Oh, what do you know? My battery's dead. How fitting. Just like my brain. So yeah, I didn't charge my strap yesterday, so I don't know how my, my sleep was last night. I usually wake up feeling anxious. Like, get the fuck up, man. They're coming. And I get up and I start grinding. But anyway, yeah, this thing is really cool. And I got it when I was in one of my phases where I'm actually working out. Working out tracks my workouts. It has this really cool function where I can watch myself work out with a, like I'll put the phone up to where it can point the camera at me and then I can stream that to my TV and that way I don't have to stare at myself in the mirror or anything like that I can actually focus on the workout but still see if it's going right I I my body awareness as far as like my alignment goes is not great so I I can get into the into positions that I think I'm aligned and even and then I'll look up in the mirror or look up in the, on the TV and see that, oh, shit, my left hip is jutted way out or my right leg is totally not straight where it should be. And just whatever. Those are just examples. But it's good to be able to look and check, and especially because I, I work out alone almost exclusively, which sucks. I hate working out alone. It's boring. There's nobody to impress. Nobody to make feel like shit about themselves as you rub it in their face how great of an athlete you are. It really makes a difference. I want to crush souls. You know? Shout out Goggins. Any of you guys have not, who have not checked out David Goggins, check him out. He's really interesting. He's a, I mean, just as a case study, as a human being of what humans can do, he's really interesting because... He's so he's this guy who decided he's gonna make changes in his life. He was, I think he was almost 30 or in maybe even 30. I don't know. He was a, a young man who was overweight and unhappy, 
and he decided to make changes. So he got in shape, and he decided to become a Army Ranger, I think, or Navy SEAL. Navy SEAL. Maybe both, I don't know. You'll have to read his book. It's called Can't Hurt Me, and it's very good. The He's also a pretty good follow on Instagram. He, he'll just start videos where he's he's just running down the road and, Hey, listen, motherfucker! And then he'll go in to tell you why you're a wimpy piece of shit. It's pretty good because you're right. He's right. Um, I I do like to know that I'm a wimpy piece of shit. I'm soft. And because we know that about ourselves, we're just these gushy water balloons. You know, we got to tighten up. It's important that we take care of our meat suit. I don't want to be driving around a ramshackle meat suit. One that, you know, the wheels are busted, tires are bald. I don't want that. I want to I want to be driving something that's well cared for, even if it's got a lot of miles on it. Every once in a while you see those old hot rods. I almost just went off onto a thing about cars, but I will I will save that for later. My dad's going to come on the podcast at some point and I want to talk about cars with him because he is a car expert. So, anyway, I uh ramshackle meat suit I really, I really think that this body is just a gift, and it's on loan. So I guess not a gift, but it's a lease. It's a lease, and I don't want to beat the hell out of it anymore. I've, I've lived hard. Like I really thrashed myself. I had a lot of years of bad food as a kid, and I had a lot of good food in there too. I, I still eat the same as I did as a kid. When I was a kid, my mom cooked home-cooked meals on a regular basis, but not every day. So it would be, I'd say, three or four times a week she would cook something. And the other days, we would, you know, either scrounge for snacky food or leftovers, or we would get something out in the world. But just, I, I really, that's the way my family still eats, but I think it's probably pretty common. It's... In the world where both parents are working, I don't. I don't think many families are having dinner together around a table every night. And I especially, even if they are, I don't think it was cooked by the mom. So, if I'm wrong about that, let me know. Shout me out on Twitter. Hit me on Snapchat. <laughs> um, whatever. It's our job to take good care of these vehicles. And part of that is maintaining healthy mind and maintaining a healthy body. So you can't do that without sleep. You can't do that without quality nutrition. And you can't do that without regular exercise. And I think the exercise probably applies to the mind as well. You got to squeeze out the old dirty sponge and let the fresh water in. It's pretty important to... uh, yeah, just to condition your mind in the same way you'd condition your body. And if and I don't know, some people are probably better at conditioning the mind than conditioning the body. Probably a lot of people actually if I'm thinking about it. But maybe not. I don't know. It's just it takes so much work to be disciplined in any way, whether that's physically or mentally. And I I don't really know why that is. I think it has to do with conservation of energy though. Our brains are trying to say, "Hey, no, there's an easier way to do this." So don't 
put on those running shoes and go outside. We could just drive. <laughs> or, you know, oh, you, got, you don't need to pick up all that weight. You got Jeff Hilton just right down the road. He'll pick it up. Call him. Call him. Oh, speaking of which, I keep forgetting to ask. Jeff, if you hear this, the next time you're at my house, there I have this barrel of water. It's one of those rain barrels you get from Costco or Home Depot. It's the one that fell out of the back of my truck on the bridge. Um, I got it back. It's half full of water, maybe even more than half full now. It's been quite rainy. But I want to raise it up onto this little pro uh, wooden platform that, so that it has a little more gravity. And we can use it to water the garden. However, it's very heavy. And I can't pick it up by myself. So uh, why don't you get your thick ass down here and we'll lift it up and put it on the platform. All right. Anyway, back to the show. Brain fog, meat suit. I want to. It's time that I fine tuned my vehicle. It's. It, I need a tune up. I need to change the spark plugs, change the oil, you know, vacuum out the interior, all of that. It, I just. I've been feeling kind of gross, decrepit. Like maybe, and I. I think a lot to do with the sleep thing because there's a process that occurs while you're asleep that it's like a cleaning of your cells. Your I wish I knew better. I should have researched this. But I believe it's called autophagy, and that's where your body clears out all the old, dead, damaged cells. And this occurs, I know it occurs when you're fasting after about 16 hours in, and that's why you start to feel so damn good. But it, I think it also happens when you're sleeping. And it, even if it doesn't, I hope somebody corrects me on this. Hit me up on Twitter, um, at... Ramble Roof, Ramble, why do I keep saying that? At uh, Ramble by the River. Yeah. The, the process is, is pretty obvious. We can feel it happen because you feel so good after a good night's sleep. You feel fresh, like you have new, fresh cells in your brain, which maybe you do. I should have asked Alana about that. Oh, I did. Yeah, we talked about that. There's not a whole lot of new neurons being formed after age 25, but there are some. Primarily in the hippocampal region. Anyway, I, um, I'm going to start getting my life on track health-wise. Lately, the last couple months, I've just been prioritizing this podcast, my job, and my family time. Those three things have taken all of my time. So I haven't been getting good sleep. I haven't been taking the time to prepare healthy meals. I have not been getting adequate time exercising. So I don't feel great. I'm sluggish. Um, you know, I don't, I don't take a good shit. It's, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's okay. It's fine. But it's not one of those shits that you get up from and you're just like, fuck yeah. Way to go, body. Just one of those shits you could be proud of. <sighs> I want that. I want that. So I'm going to try to get it. Uh, starting today, I am cutting sugar out of my diet. I, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I need you guys to hold me accountable too. And... I'm going to try a week. I'm going to try seven days and see how it goes with the intention 
of moving on to more time after that. I don't want to just do a week and then go right back to sugar consumption at a high level because it doesn't make me feel good. It really doesn't. I want to cut it out of my life completely because I've done that before for a short time. There's been lots of times in my life when I tried to cut out sugar and was successful for a short time. It just seems like it's not sustainable for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I got a burp stuck in here. Oh, okay, so when I was in college, I rode for Western Washington University. I was the stroke seat of the Varsity 8 for a little bit. Um, and it was really cool, but it the calorie requirements were just insane. So I would have to eat five or 6,000 calories a day just to keep up with the workouts, the training. And then, yeah, it was, and on top of the rowing workouts, I was also lifting weights and running and I was just really into my health and fitness back then. And I, I was trained to do, a, my work capacity was very high. So I, I could do a lot. And so I had to eat a lot. But because I was eating all the time, I would just incorporate sugar right in the mix like it was no problem. Because it was no problem. I was burning calories constantly. When you're working out at 5 o'clock in the morning every day, getting your heart rate up to 200 beats per minute for an hour, and then you go start your day and you're going to school and work and all whatever, your heart rate is still going to be a little elevated throughout the entire day, I think just as a stress response to that stimulus of the workout. And then in the afternoon, you hit up a second workout, rev it up again, you're going to keep, you're just going to maintain that high heart rate pretty much until, not high heart rate, but higher heart rate until bedtime. You're going to burn more calories. And once that becomes a habit, you just do it every day. You're at a really high calorie consumption rate. Uh, it becomes really hard to cut that back, even when you drop out the workouts. So when I was out of school, uh, just going into my regular adult life, I really had have struggled with cutting out junk food. It's it's tied in with my psychology and in the fact that it's it's comforting to me. Also, it it makes me feel I like to oh God, get me a lemon fruit pie and I'm in heaven. I just for you know thirty seconds and. That sucks. That's not enough time. I there's I do this other thing that I've noticed that I recognize as unhealthy, which is I'm so like ravenous that I will grab the uh, the first thing I see and I'll start eating. And while that food is in my mouth and I'm chewing and like I'm very aware of the food in my mouth because I have braces, so it's. I have to be careful not to knock the braces off or things get stuck in my teeth, I'm biting my cheek or whatever. It's it's a real pain in the ass, but my attention is there. So, but I'll catch myself already thinking like, ooh, I can't wait till I can reach my hand in that bag of cookies and get that. And I'm just like, fuck man, can you just like eat the food you're eating and live in this moment? Otherwise, why did you need to grab this food? Because you're not hungry. And if you didn't do it to like think about it and enjoy it while you're eating, what the fuck are you doing? Why why are you eating? And I I just I don't have an explanation. Is it raining? 
Oh, yeah. Th- that seems to have become a theme on this podcast. I should have called it Ramble in the Rain. It's really rainy here in this Pacific... It's really rainy here in this Pacific Northwest climate, and it's hard to record without hearing it because we've got a metal roof. I put up the little foam squares, but they're not killing it completely. I don't know. Well... I guess you can just think about it like those sleep meditation apps with the rain in the background. You're welcome. I'll give you this one for free. So anyway, I'm going to start a new health and fitness regime, regimen, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be good for me. And I don't want to. It's almost self-indulgent to commit yourself too much to your work. If you're spending 12 hours a day working and eight hours a day sleeping. That gives you four hours. Yeah, that gives you four hours for all of your food prep, food consumption, hygiene, and travel to get from place to place, and family time. That's not enough time. And I totally understand the value of grinding because that's I'm wired like that. That's what I like to do. And it's really easy to become obsessed with whatever it is you're grinding towards. You have to have balance. You have to be able to slow down, put that motivation aside, or at least hit pause, and go do something that you might not want to do, but you know is going to be good for you. And you need to do it every day. You need to achieve that balance on a daily basis. I have a bad habit of waking up at 3 or 4 in the morning, starting my day, and I'll I'll usually start, the last couple months, I'll start by coming out here to the studio and working on the podcast. And I've been very into it, so I get in the zone, and before I know it, it's 8 o'clock, and it's time to go start the real life day. So I go in the house, I try to go in at like around the time the kids and Melissa are waking up. So I can just be there to help. I can be there to just be part of their lives, really. And I want to be in the memories that those kids have of mornings. Dad was there. I I don't want to I don't want my kids to grow up and be like, my dad wasn't around a lot, but you know, he, he had these benefits or whatever. I want them to have lots of stories about how fucking sick of me they were because I was around so goddamn much. I want them to be tired of me by the time they're out of here. I want them to just, every time I make a stupid dad joke, I want them to just cringe. I don't want them to cherish me because that means I haven't been around enough. And that I'm not, I'm not saying that if that's the case with you, that if your kids don't get to see you enough, don't feel bad about that. It's okay if you're out there doing something that's, you're trying to achieve a goal or build something for yourself. That's how life works. There's opportunity cost. And sometimes you don't get to be where you want to be and do what you want to do. I think that was probably accepted a lot more in every generation of humans before this one. Everybody was just working, it seems like. I, I mean, I wasn't there. But I picture a very hardworking people, which is not what we are. That's not who we are. We're, we're a people of luxury and, you know... Recreation. We have leisure. And that's okay too. That's just, we've done, we've built that into our system because we're humans. 
We made it more efficient, just like we always will. That's what we do. So if you don't go in after those little efficiency mechanisms and try to go around them, your brain will make you fat. Your brain will make you sad. You'll get depressed. You, your life will fall apart because we're not meant to sit around and do nothing. We're not meant to sit and wait for shit to happen. We're not meant to watch the world through a screen. That's not what your body wants to do. Your body wants to get out and move, get dirty, get in it. Find something to fuck, find something to eat. You know, that's what your body wants to do. Get out and let your meat suit ride, you know? Let it run, let it do something. Let it throw a ball. Let it shoot a gun, let it ride a horse. Go out and move your body. And do it a lot, and do it often. I spend a lot of my time in the woods I just for for a myriad of reasons. Is it for myriad reasons or is it for a myriad of reasons? Is myriad an adjective or is it myriad a noun? I don't know. I'll ask my wife. She will know. The what I'm saying is this. Get the fuck outside. Go out in the rain. I live in the Pacific Northwest. Listen outside. You hear that? It's rain. It's raining here. It's raining here every fucking day. And I still go outside. I'm usually pretty wet. Like on a day-to-day basis. If you touch me, I'll be damp. You brush up against me, I'm damp. And that's, that's alright. I'm used to it. I grew up in it. I love it, actually. It doesn't bother me at all. Unless I'm just sitting around. When I'm just sitting around, everything bothers me. I don't want to do anything, really, because... My brain is telling me that I'm already, you already did it. Like, look, man, you made it. You're sitting. You have food in your belly. You know? You're, you're, you've reproduced. You're genetically okay. You know? It's time to rest. But it's not. Your brain is, it's a trick. It's an evil trick. It's a work of the devil. So don't listen to it. Get out there and move. Make yourself uncomfortable. Seek discomfort. It'll pay off. Eventually you realize, if you do that on a regular basis, you just start to realize, oh, I have to do this. I have to find these battles to fight because if I don't, I'll just be a weak piece of shit. And you will. And that's okay too because, you know, the heroes need somebody to protect. But you get to make the choice of which of those you're going to be. I'm not going to be a weakling. I mean, until I have no choice. I'm, I'm going to keep trying. I feel like I'm at the prime of my life. Physically, I should be feeling good. You know, I should feel great. And I just don't. I don't, like... I'm not thriving right now. And I know it's just because of the sleep thing and the fact that I'm not working out enough. And I'm, you know, eating a diet 75% based in lemon curd. Oh, speaking of lemons, babe, that, those lemon bars, whoo, so good. Shout out my wife's lemon bars. I don't know if you guys know about lemon bars. Lemon bars are a nice, I wouldn't even say flaky, but just flaky enough. Crust, like shortbread maybe, I, I don't know, I'm 
not sure. With lemon curd and like a crusty top with the sugar on it. Oh my God. So good. My wife recently tried to make some and she had never done it before. And they still turned out just bomb. I just can't even get enough. I, I'm doing it again though. I'm like fantasizing about sugar. And I haven't even quit yet. It, I guarantee you if you took my blood sugar right now, there's some in there. Uh, I don't know what it is. Sugar's great shit. I love it. But I can't do it. I worry that I'm going to be diabetic. I also worry that I'm going to get cancer because I keep hearing people say that sugar is cancer fuel. That's terrifying. I really don't like that idea because I don't want cancer. I've, I've worked around a lot of chemicals. So I've been having people telling me for years that I'm going to have cancer. And not experts, obviously, but the general public really wants people who work in chemicals to believe that they're going to have cancer. It's weird how comfortable people are telling me that. I don't go up to an x-ray tech and say, hey, man, you know you're probably going to have cancer, right? I just don't do that. It's, it would be rude. But people have no problem t coming up to me and saying, oh, you're definitely getting cancer. That's fine. They don't really know what they're talking about. But also they might be right, so who knows. I don't think you can trust anybody. Doctors included. I mean, you can trust them as far as, you know, you just have to uh, accept that they're fallible, just like everyone else, and that all they can really do is research. Nobody just intrinsically knows anything, really. So what are the details, you ask, of this new change in your life, Jeff? What are you going to do differently to get some of that edge back. And the answer is this. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to try to get real sleep. I I haven't had it for a long time, so I just my brain is just feeling so tired. I don't feel refreshed when I wake up and I I need to. I want this podcast to be good. I don't want to be stumbling over my words and come in here and forget halfway through a thought, forget where I was going with it. That sucks. I don't want I don't want to listen to a podcast like that, so I don't want to make one like that. But without adequate sleep, I need to just make myself the perfect podcasting machine. And I'll do that by filling myself up with good food and getting good sleep. You know? Working out is why you improve. The food is what you use to build that improvement in. And sleep is when it happens. You need all three of those components. You need the stress. You need the recovery and you need the building blocks. Otherwise, you can't improve your health. So if you're not getting those things, get out and get those things. And I'm going to do the same. So I'm going to start a, a bedtime, which is weird for an adult, but I think it's necessary, of 9.30. 9.30 was my cutoff for bedtime in my college years, which is hilarious and sounds adorable because so many people you know they just party or stay up all night and it's it's funny because I did not do that I needed my sleep I understood then 
if you're going to get out and row in the morning, you got to sleep. So I'm going to try to do that again. I'm going to instate a bedtime for myself of 9.30 p.m. On top of that, I'm going to force myself, I'm going to enforce a stay in bedtime, which sounds like that thought actually gives me anxiety right now. Because a lot of times I'll just wake up like a light switch, just awake like an owl at a quarter to three. And the idea of just having to lay there and do nothing while I'm just letting my wheels spin sounds horrible. It sounds like a waste of, of good cognitive energy. A good, you know, I'm just letting the, the juice leak out. I can't do that. It's so hard. I have to get up and try to capitalize on that energy. But I'm not going to do that. Because I feel like maybe I'm training myself to just wake up earlier and earlier by doing that. So, like, if I wake up on Monday at 4 a.m. and I get up and I have, you know, I go out and work, the next day I might wake up at 3.30 and then 3 and then 2.30. It just, it starts to get really problematic. So I'm going to enforce, let's see, what's eight hours after 9.30? I might even make it 9 o'clock, but... Okay, 9 o'clock would be, let's see, 8 hours from there. I could go 9 to 5, that's 8 hours. Enforceable, 9 to 5, that's still, I think 9.30 to 5.30 would probably be better. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm setting it in my phone right now, go to bed alarm. 9.30 p.m., I will go to bed. And then I'm going to wake up at 5.30. So that's eight hours of sleep. I think, I, I recommend that you all do the same thing. If you're listening to this right now, the odds are you probably could feel better. You might feel fine. I'm, I, I might have people listening right now who are healthy and happy and thriving and getting plenty of sleep. But I don't think most of you are. I think most of you are probably not feeling your best either. So why don't you try this? Let's do it together. It'd be a lot easier for me if I had some people doing it with me. So I'm going to do the sleep thing. And on top of that, I'm going to do a workout every day. Uh, it, I just got a new exercise bike. It's my wife's, but I think she would let me use it. And I could do that. I could, you know, get up in the morning at 5.30, go out onto the exercise bike, ride, 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 ride. Even just a half an hour in the morning would probably be great. And by then it's 6 o'clock. I've already got my workout in for the morning. Hop in the shower, start my day. I'm out of the house by 7. That actually sounds pretty good. I wouldn't get to come out here and edit podcasts from 3 in the morning to 7. But I think that's probably okay. And this might force me to have to prioritize and budget my time a little bit more wisely anyway. Because like I said before, there's only so many hours in the day. This is just, I'm just realizing I'm going to have to go do that today. I'm going to have to work out, and I don't want to. I really don't feel like it. It's, I don't know why it's so hard. I know that once I do it, I know this. Once I do it, I'm going to feel great, and I'm going to be really happy I did. And I'm going to be like, motherfucker, you should have been doing this a month ago. Why, why did you wait so long? I know this is going to happen. So why don't I just do it? I don't know. I'm resistant because I know that once I start, then the ball's rolling. And then I have set a precedent for myself to keep the ball rolling. 
and it's rolling uphill. It's it, if you stop at all, it comes rolling back down on you. You got to just keep pushing a little bit every day, little bit every day, and some days it will roll backwards. But you just got to keep pushing, shoulder into it, and just go, grind. Eventually, you get to the top, which is death, I guess. Fuck. So that's what <laughs> that's what life is. You push a big rock up a hill and then you die. Ain't a grand. And I'm not being sarcastic. We are in this weird realm where we have physical reality, you know? If if you've ever been in a real deep trip, mushroom or otherwise, you you've seen what it's like to be outside of physical reality. And it there's a lot out there. And it, the, it's really weird. I'm not even going to get into it because that's not what this podcast is about. But it's, it's there. It exists. And it's, it sucks compared to real world, the real world. When you're in there, you're like, fucking get me out of here. I can't wait to go back. And then when you get back and you can touch and you can taste and you can smell and things happen in linear time, it's really nice. And you're, it's like, oh, I fucking love existence. I'm so lucky. Thank you, God, that this exists. Thank you, God, that there is something instead of nothing. That thought has been so groundbreaking to me in, ha- in helping me to just appreciate my life and every, every part of it, even the bad shit. Like, it's part of my life. That's the thing right there. That's the key that people forget. You got to have one. You got to have a life. We, we all got that. We are all lucky to be here. And it's a fucking miracle that we are. If you look at the statistics or the probabilities, if you do the math, of what it would take for us to get here, it is astronomically, it's such a small, small chance that out of all the possible arrangements of molecules, that this happens to be the one that coalesced, it's almost like a computer might say it's impossible. It's, it's I don't even know. It, I don't know enough about computers to know if that's right or wrong. But my point is, get a really small number. Really small number. 0.00000 forever and then 3, 2, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what it is, but it's so small that it doesn't matter. The point is, you're a miracle. Each and every one of you. It's a freaking miracle that we're here. And we need to remember that. Don't forget. So what if you have to wait in line longer to get your coffee today and don't let that make you mad don't let that put you in a place of discomfort you're alive and it's a miracle and it almost didn't happen don't let little shit get under your skin and ruin your experience because you get to choose your attention is where you put your energy and where you put your energy is what you become If you focus on things that make you mad, you're going to be a mad person. If you focus on things that make you happy and things that inspire you and things that bring you joy, you're going to be a joyful, inspired person. And this happens every moment. You get to choose. And we are in these meat suits that have their own feelings and needs. And sometimes those are really hard to ignore. And and you don't want to ignore them. But sometimes they're really hard to soothe or satisfy, I guess, even. It's hard to make your body happy all the time because it's an animal. And 
you're not. Your your soul is is something else. It's some spiritual being from a different realm, and it's operating within a three three dimensional reality. And we're driving these meat suits around, but that's not you. That that body is not you. Is not you. It's it's just yours. So take good care of it. Feed it what it wants to eat. But I mean. No, I guess maybe not. If you're habituated to bad food, then what you want to eat is not what you should eat. That's where I'm at right now. I I just want to eat junk. Like I literally my day goes like this. I wake up, I would like to eat a donut. And I if I get that donut, which I do probably once a week or twice a week even, uh, I which I shouldn't do, but I do. I get the donut, then I'm probably not going to think about food again until 3 or 4 in the afternoon. It, it's like I, from that point on, I'm just in my zone working. And then around that time, I really want to eat some more junk food. I just want to eat sugar. And it's, I'll stop and get one of those delicious lemon pies. Uh, and that's not really what my body needs at that time. It would really be beneficial to eat a big steak or some vegetables. But it's because I've been working all day. I don't want to eat that shit. I want to maybe have that for dinner. but uh, And I love steak and vegetables. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a food guy. I like to eat, period. But I, I somehow along, along the way I figured out that food works as entertainment and food works to make you feel good when you're not feeling so good and... Sugar is a drug. It really gives you a dopamine rush. It, it's a drug. So I, maybe I, it means if I'm trying to use drug, food as drugs and food as something to alter my state of being, I could probably just make healthier choices and feel better and then not need to do that. So that's what I'm going to try to do. Anyway, I might be rambling. And maybe that's okay. That's what this show is about. I think it's time for me to wrap it up. So I'm going to get started. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to leave this podcast. I'm going to post it. I'm going to go out and I'm going to start my day. What time is it now? It is 5.18. I've been out here for an hour or so. And honestly, I don't want to go back inside and get all sweaty. It's really cold. And I just don't want to do it. But I'm going to do it. And I'm going to post about it so that you guys know I did it. And I want you guys to try and do the same thing. So, oh, I, I'm having some real resistance here. I'm sorry. You'll have to bear with me. But I'm, I was about to commit to what I was going to do as my workout and then I decided, well, what if maybe you don't want to or it's too hard? I'm making excuses already. Jeff, don't be a bitch. Just make a commitment. Okay, I'm going to go do 30 minutes on the bike. That's nothing. That's probably not even enough. You probably want to do more once you get going. But 30 minutes is enough to get your, your sweat going. It's enough to get your metabolism up and your heart rate up. And it's just, it's doable. Small bites. Small bites. Speaking of small bites, I'm not restricting my food intake. Don't be confused about that. I will eat as much as I want and 
it's just that I'm going to choose better, make better choices about what I put in my body. I'm, I got to get off the sugar train where you eat sugar and then you digest it fast. So you, then you, your body's like, ah, oh, get me some more of that shit. I like it. And so you eat some more sugar, digest that fast. And before you know it, you don't feel good. Your stomach hurts. You probably have small intestine bacterial overgrowth. You're shitting poorly. You're feeling like shit all the time. It's just not good. Get it out. Get it out of there. I've done keto, the keto diet for several months, and it was great. It, it's, it's a little weird. It really does make you feel almost like a different person. And maybe you are a different person because your brain's operating on different fuel. Your cells are operating on different fuel. You're just, it's weird. You're running on a different wavelength. If you don't know what that is, keto diet is uh, short for the ketogenic diet. And it's founded around the idea that we, as humans, can operate on two different fuel sources. So uh, the standard one that we mostly use is sugar. It's a carbohydrate-based system where your, your body metabolizes carbohydrates and turns them into fuel in the form of adenosine triphosphate, ATP. And, you know, your, your cells break that down and you use that as energy, the fuel for action potentials. And the other system, which people used to say was a backup system, but it seems to me like it might be the primary system. And we have just, because of our environmental availability, it has become a backup system. But it's the ketogenic system. And the way that one works, rather than breaking apart carbohydrates and breaking, breaking apart carbohydrates and using those as fuel, it uses fat cells. And it, it breaks up fat and it turns it into ketones, little ketone bodies, which enter the bloodstream and are burned as fuel for action potentials. The way that that system functions is much slower. So the release of these ketone bodies is more gradual and sustains much better over time. When you burn carbohydrates, you're, it's a quick burn. So it's like, if you think about it in the ancestral environment, you might've been walking through the forest and you find a, a patch of berries or something, but the amount of sugar relative to how much you would need to support your, your health is, was small. Like it wasn't wild, widely available. Even the, like fruit back then was different. Apples were tiny. They were tiny and bitter, like crab apples. Human engineering has kind of shaped the food that we eat now. It's nothing like it used to be. And it's also a lot less nutritious, unfortunately, because, you know, the producers have pumped it all full of water and preservatives. Even organic stuff is inflated, but still better than non-organic. So when you're in ketosis, your body is burning fat as fuel. And because carbohydrates are such an easier thing for it to break apart, it prefers carbohydrates. Your, your body prefers carbohydrates to fat because it's easier to metabolize. So if you're giving your body both of those fuel sources, your body preferentially will select the sugar just because of conservation of energy. It wants to use what's easiest. And sugar is a great fuel source. It's a quick burn and it gives you lots of energy really fast. It does produce a crash though. So that's your insulin will spike. If you consume a lot of sugar, it goes into your bloodstream. Your body has an insulin response, which is releases insulin to process that sugar. 
that doesn't happen in ketosis. So there's no insulin needed because you don't have any carbohydrates to process and you have a slow, steady, sustained energy level. You feel really good. The amount of uh, mental clarity that you get from keto or fasting also works to achieve the same thing. It's really cool. It makes you feel great. You feel like you're fully functioning for the first time ever. It's almost like you dusted off your brain. It has huge impacts on inflammation. The, that's what I remember being the most prominent result was that all the little aches and pains and joints that are usually sore and muscles that are tight and all that stuff just kind of, I want to say went away completely, but it, I might be remembering it through rose-colored glasses. But it was, at the very least, much improved. Overall, it's just a really fun way to experience life. You have sustained energy. You don't feel that nagging feeling that you need to find something to eat. That's the, the thing that I like a lot is you don't, you don't have food popping into your head all the time. It's your body knows that it's fed. So you don't feel that like almost panic feeling like, oh, I got to find something to eat. I have to eat. Oh my God, I have to eat. Uh, none of that. No hangry. No more hangry. It's great. The downside to it, which I'm hesitant to even bring up because it's not going to be the same for everybody, but this is personally what I deal with, is that you burn too much fat. I think the body needs to have some fat on it. I mean, I know the body needs to have some fat on it. That's not even a question. But how much is probably a question. I think there should be some. And uh, judging from the reactions of people in my life and people that I run into, they think the same thing. Because the last time I did keto, I burned off all my fat. And people were kind of dickish about it. I, I don't know why, but it seems like the world wants me to be thick. They want me to have a little chub on my body. And that's okay. I don't have any problem with that. I like, I don't mind it. But when I am doing something like keto, it's a lot harder to maintain that body fat. And I start to look very thin. I'm a pretty big dude. I'm 6'1". I'm right now I'm 185 pounds, but I like to be around 195. When I'm lifting weights, I'm really close to 190. And that's a pretty good weight for me. I run a lot. It, not lately, but I usually run a lot, so I can stay pretty light. And that's a comfortable weight. But when I'm doing keto, all the fat on my body just goes away. And I get down to like 175. And it's people like my mom or my, you know, people who know me forever. People who have known me forever and have seen me go up and down and weight. They're like, are you okay? What, what's wrong? Like, Nothing's wrong. I feel great. I'm, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. Look at my six-pack. Um, but no, they don't want to see that. They're like, I can, I can see your neck veins. I don't like it. And I don't, I don't know. As much as I, I want to just say, eh, who cares? That's not them. I just be me. I do care a little bit. For many, many years, I worked out to look good. That was, that was the whole reason. And it's hard to get that out of your head. I still care what I look like. I want to look good. So if I'm doing something like keto or 
certain types of workouts. If I run too much, same thing happens. But it it's it's to look good and to be healthy. But in the back of my mind, I'm always like, oh, yeah, this is going to help me look good. So if it isn't doing that and I'm going around and people are telling me I look like I have cancer, it's hard to keep doing it. Which sucks because I do really feel great when I'm in that mode. I don't know. Maybe I should just learn how to communicate better that I'm healthy so it doesn't bother me if they tell me I'm looking sickly. I don't know. Maybe I do look sickly. Maybe I don't. I'm really not sure. It's hard to know because I feel like moms always think you're too skinny. So they want, I don't know why, they just want you to be fed. Speaking of moms, I'm about to go see mine this morning. I'm going to leave this podcast studio, walk in the house, go do a 30-minute workout, post about it on Twitter or Instagram, and then I'm going to drop off my daughter at my mom's and go to work. It's going to be a good day. Everybody listening, thank you so much. I wanted, Before I get off here, I wanted to do a couple shout-outs. Um, just to say thank you. Because this has been a scary thing, starting this podcast. And any kind of positive reinforcement means the world to me. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to shout out Holly Hawking. Holly, I know we're not close, but I've always thought you were a cool chick. And when you sent that message, just complimenting the show and saying that you've been listening, it really meant a lot to me because you didn't have to do that. So you were the first one. So thank you very much. It was really nice. And uh, I won't forget it. <clears throat> also want to shout out to my first reviewer on Apple Podcasts which is, by the way, a great feeling to see that I had a review, period. Shout out to Jedediah B, who said, dope show. I think that's pretty cool. Jedediah B, I think you're dope too. Yeah, so there's a lot more. Thank you guys, all of you guys who have reached out to me and said you like the show, said that you're listening and that you're going to support and keep keep listening. That's why I'm doing this. I want to reach out. I want to connect with people. So you're my people. Thank you so much for being here. I, I just can't express enough how much it means to me. Thank you. And <clears throat> I hope you all join me on this health journey. I think it's something about having a tribe behind you makes things seem more meaningful. Not only are they easier to do, way easier to do, but they matter more. And there's the, the habits that come out of that are stickier. The things that you do with, with a group of people that you care about just tend to, to stay. So let's do it together. Let's get our sleep. Let's wake up happy and refreshed. Let's get our workouts. Let's grind it, guys. Let's do it. I think it's going to be a really good chapter that is about to start. There have been times in my life when I was super unhealthy, and I could feel it, and I, I just, it's a terrible feeling. And there have been times in my life when I was very healthy. And that person in there is always the same, What, regardless of what's going on in the meat suit. I'm still the same guy. But the experience of my world is so drastically different depending on the condition of my body that it's just a no-brainer. I got to keep it tight. Got to keep it tight. You got to do it, you know. It's important, so we're going to do it. If you decide to do a little health improvement yourself, 
hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I haven't done Facebook. I don't know why. It's just, I don't know. I can't bring myself to do it. But maybe I should. Anyway, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. Ramble by the River on Instagram. Ramble by the River pod, maybe, on Twitter. I don't know. Google me. You'll find me. And also there's links to my Twitter and Instagram on this on the Captivate Player right uh, right there where you're playing this from or maybe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Who knows? But you can find me, so find me. And tag me in your posts of getting your life together. Tag me in your post of your workout. Show me your sleep tracker. Let's, let's get healthy, guys. I'm going to start posting this stuff, and I want this to be a community event. So let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to be healthy, and I can't wait for you to feel good, too. So let's do it. All right. I'm going to make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. I love you. Thanks for coming. I will see you next time. Just now, say it with your chest now.